what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and we're here to follow up, but we have an announcement. Before we get before we get started with anything else, we've had a guest for the last two weeks in Marquee. He's back, but he is now back permanently as a new official host of The Breaks Radio, bro. Like I feel like we you're getting inducted into the NWO. We need to send you a shirt, man. <laughs> how do you how, how does it feel? <laughs> it feels great. I'm honored. It's a privilege. A privilege, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'd like it. to thank all the people that made this possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you the one that made it possible. Exactly. You thank yourself. You made it possible. <laughs> me? Who me? Because if you it would if you would have showed up with some whack ass music uh, opinions, this would not have happened. <laughs> oh, like 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 Drake, like Drake being my favorite rapper, oh, something man. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> but so that's Marky. We also have Miss Mary Almonte in the building. What's going on, Mary? Hey guys. And Mr. BTG Baylor the Great. Tell me, can you see me? You can see me now. <laughs> I see you I got, got a some light. light. Yeah. Got some light over it, here. All it took was a little peer pressure. We the last two weeks we've just been talking into the abyss. So. Yeah, you know how it is. Man. <laughs> so we I, love, be, I like I like to be mysterious sometimes. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. No face, no case. But we <laughs> have to pick up where we left off last. Welcome week. to the Breaks Radio. We left it off with a vote, uh, trying to determine who was going to be the last person on. The Breaks Radio, Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Uh, so everyone put up a poll. I think I know which way this went. Like as soon as it got to a poll, you you knew what people were gonna vote. Uh, but who wants to give what their audience or their followers said first? Who wants to go first in this one? I mean, I'll go. Okay. So I don't think it's surprising that my audience voted for Biggie, um, considering I'm from Staten Island and most of my audience is probably like Brooklyn, Staten Island based. Um, However, I made the mistake, or not the mistake, I mean, I don't know, we could debate this, of kind of leaving it up for, uh, you know, open forum, and people were writing in nominations. Um, and some of them, though, were actually interesting. A lot of people mentioned Rakim, a lot, which I know that Marquis had brought up. Mm. Um, a lot of people mentioned Big Daddy Kane. Um, wow. Yeah. And it kind of really brought to light that I guess some of this is also generational, right? Like if you're of a certain age, then your Mount Rushmore would be different, you know, based on the era that I guess you would define as the glory days of hip hop. And not for nothing, people on the younger end of the spectrum didn't wouldn't know who Big Daddy Kane is. I think most people know Rakim in some sense, Rakim in some sense of the, you know, spectrum, but... Yeah, I got a lot of really interesting votes. Um, there were a lot of write-ins for Eminem. <laughs> so you'd be happy to know that, Hayes. Um, but yeah, I felt like my audience was really trying to take it to the old school. I don't know if that means I'm old or what, but <laughs> but yeah. But Biggie, I guess, since I must speak for my constituents, uh, my vote's going to have to go for Biggie. Okay. Okay. Baylor? Uh, so my poll came down to, and I did put a disclaimer. And if anybody, I, I'm not, I can't remember uh, all the comments, but if they did say something out of those three names, I would probably say something smart back. 
but I did put a disclaimer out there. And so the poll came down to Pac, 72%, and then Big and, Big and Cube shared the 14%. Interesting. So I put it out like this. I said that there's a Mount Rushmore. Three um, slots are chosen. Um, pick one of the four that should get the last spot. And not surprisingly, people just answered. Some people did ask, who are the other three? And I avoided that. And the reason I avoided that, because then it would have been much more, a lot more conversation. So I just kept it real simple. Um, majority of them were Pac. Surprisingly, second was M. Um, third was Big. And Q was, you know, there's like a couple of votes for Q. And I got five votes for Dylon. Dylon <laughs> oh, yeah. Dylon, 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 how can we forget about him? Yeah. Fair so, enough. That's how it went down. Okay. So I put it on uh, Twitter and IG. Uh, it was overwhelmingly Pac on both of those. Um, Pac won by 60% on on uh, Twitter. I can't remember exactly what it was on IG. I'd have to go back. But I know he uh, he also won handedly there. So my, my vote would have to go to Pac. But I, I did a little different. I did put in, listen, I don't want to hear nothing about nobody else. Pick from these people and let that be it because – yeah, it does. I mean, and, and I think it goes to show like how passionate people are about their faves because people love to talk about, have conversations like this, and then they love explaining why. The thing that I always try to lead it back to is, and that's why I wanted to cut it out in this conversation, but it's always easy to say, no, someone else should be listed there, but but not make an argument over, over then, okay, who should come off and why should they come off? Why is it mm-hmm. other than that person being your fave? Should, should they be, replace somebody who's already on the list? So I just didn't want to get into all of that over the course of the, of the week between last episode and this one. Um, so that's why I went about it the way that I did. But Pac won on mine. So I have to here's – the, here's the problem, and I think, Mary, you just brought it up. The context that has to, to, to be brought up, and obviously it's all opinionated. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually try to make my decisions based on more education versus my opinion. And with that – because again, I don't like Drake, but I, I respect where Drake is in his position. And this is why I said lyrically, he's a better rap or, you know, as far as lyrics are concerned, better than LL. Um, I understand why LL would be there. I understand why Big Daddy Kane would be there. But if you listen to Big Daddy Kane, it's more flow than content. There's, there's not a lot of mm, subject in it. And that's the thing. And, and the delivery was dope. Rakim was just pure, like, I know that we discussed this before. Rakim was pure lyrics without cursing. And that was a movement. It was about 5%. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's all about the context of, of, of um, you know, who you choose to be on your, your Mount Rushmore. But, of course, there's always going to be that bias because I know a lot of people said, fuck Pac. But we're also over here. Like some people, I don't even have a Pac album. Why would I, why would I vote for him? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you saw some people like, nah, big. We got to represent, you know. But it was all a bias. How many of them actually listen to Pac, you know, or actually listen to M? So it's always going to be biased. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 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 it uh, and that's the thing, like, if we were going to open this conversation up and just have those that open dialogue with like all open spots and let everyone vote, it'd have to have like five strict criteria. Yeah. If not more uh, that we would Mm -hmm. have to decide on because yeah, once biases and, you know, personal faves get in the mix, it's really hard for anyone. Even me, it's hard for, for to take out some of those biases. So Mm. Well, that question did come up a lot mm. for me. People were like, well, what, what, like, what are we judging this on? And I was like, ignore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. But you, but you know what? I did get, I did get, and this came from a Chicago cat too. He did bring up Scarface, mm-hmm. uh, which I think Scarface should be mentioned. 
And then he and then when he said Scarface, I couldn't help but to think of Master P as well. Mm-hmm. As a rapper? I mean, again, like we just often is saying, what's the criteria? Okay. Because he Master P has probably done more than anybody. Well, see, the, Master P absolutely belongs in an influential conversation. But if we're talking about an all-time great I can't. I can't have that. I can't include him in any conversation. Well, any well, all time great. All time great. So what? Because we just broke down the of anything. Where I he's not going to be one of the all time greats of anything. No, he's, as a businessman, hell yeah, he's in top five in the culture. Top he five. Whole, top yeah. five. Yeah. Sure. You're saying top yes. five. And he's and not five, five, four, or three, or two. <laughs> yes. Oh, please. He's definitely not you number one. You're putting Master P as a better businessman than Jay Z. As a better I, businessman than Sean Combs, I can circle that back and and have an argument. I got that absolutely. I could absolutely. I can, I can starting from the too. trunk. Well, see, <laughs> starting so, from the trunk. I think this was brought up before. How big would he be without Bay? Okay. I mean, hmm. I get that to a certain degree. Bay gave him the second half, but even before then, like. We, the dude, like, look right. what dude was Rock, with Rockefeller, and yeah. then him becoming the president. Look at who we all the artists that got a chance while he was the president of Def Jam. Yeah, who? Rock, Rihanna. He discovered Rihanna. Okay. She wasn't on Def Jam. No, she wasn't. He signed her to Def Jam. I know. I, I get that. Yeah, that's that's an A and R. I mean, you can say the same thing about Kanye. You can, you know, that's different. That's A yeah. and R work. You can put that work in as far as business is concerned. He I mean, I on that little Wayne. Dre is actually. Well, Little Wayne wasn't going to leave Cash Money. Right, Dre. He yeah, Dre. You say Dre because yeah, he's... he's yeah, Dre. He's, so I, you can't say... And the, and the reason I understand Master P is because he's the reason why mixtapes, um, you know, actually giving artists the, the independence to create their own lane. I don't know. He had much more of an influence when it came... And he's not selfish. He gave back. That's to the, true. He, gave, he opened yeah. a lot of doors. So... I mean, he's the reason Snoop Dogg ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot there. So yeah. I don't know. That's a conversation. It's a really good conversation. Yeah, that would be, that's a great conversation to have. Uh, God damn it. We go down these rabbit holes. <laughs> I got I got to a text poll, the top you, cult businessmen for their culture. I like that. That could be a poll this I, week. Go ahead, Marky. I, I would love us to define or come up with uh, five categories then Basically, so we're talking about lyricist, rapper, or five categories, so then we can truly define what the what the the, the Mount Rushmore is. Okay. Okay. I do that. I got some homework to do. I like that. I like doing homework. I like that. All right. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Uh, well, okay. So, who gets that last spot? Is it Pac? Is Pac. Pac got it. I got the last spot. All right. That's our Mount Rushmore. Now let's get into the shits, right? So. <laughs> This versus, I struggled with if I was going to put this first or not, but I think this is a perfect place for it to fall. Gucci Man and Jeezy. It happened. It was an event, and it was, I don't know, it was just really hard to talk about this. Who wants to take this one away first? Impressions, best moments from this versus battle. Gucci. I had Gucci, by the way. You had Gucci winning? Yeah, you want me to explain, you want me to explain it? Please. Go ahead, baby. All right, so Jeezy definitely watched him in the music department. Okay. But I don't want to hear none of that. We came for the music because we did not. We came to see if what actually what Gucci unfolded, that's what we came to see. I didn't think it was going to happen. Oh, my God, I didn't think he was going to open up with a diss track. And I did not think that in between every song that he had, that he, that he, that he played, that he was going to be disrespectful like that. That's what we came for. If there was not the backstory to that, 
We're not watching it like that. Okay. We're not. And so, so, so for the fact that, and I get it, Jeezy took the high road, but I take a point away from that because I didn't hear none of that positive shit about between him and Gucci prior to this uh, match. Gucci kept it real and said, the only reason why I did this battle is because you said I would be able to allow me to play the truth and to speak the truth. So the fact that, I mean, everybody knows the backstory by now. The fact that Gucci was able to be himself through that whole versus battle, I gave it to him. Now, music-wise, come on, man. He doesn't have a catalog to keep up with Jeezy. Here's the thing. He doesn't. Even I, even saying I, you gave it to him for his antics, like G, uh, Gucci's whole thing is he shot his homie, which that relationship, if you look at reports, has been overblown, that relationship between Jeezy and, and uh, Polk or whatever his name is who got shot. They said that he wasn't really close. I exactly. get that, but you know but, what? He didn't deny it. But still, the thing is, is that Gucci is a one-trick part. It's just like somebody who just keeps saying, oh, well, I fucked your ex. I fucked your ex. I fu-. Like, you ain't got nothing more. And the, thing, the truth, and here, here goes, cool, and there goes my, my unpopular opinion. The truth is a terrible diss track. So you get no points for me because you. Because I don't care how terrible it was. It was still disrespectful. It's not. It's corny. Maybe it was disrespectful okay. in high school. As a grown ass man, now it's like, come on, it's corny. Guess what else? Those guess actions what were corny. Else was, guess what else was dope and corny? The old shit that they was playing. So what's the point? <laughs> no, we was listening to old shit. Uh, but no, that track specifically, and the the way that he has is this one trick pony. He has this one thing that he keeps trying to poke at Jeezy about. It's corny to me. It makes the whole thing. I get corny. that. But well, check this out. Check this out. The fact that he was with all those antics is a reason why the live chat was how it was. Okay. Well, that sounds like I, some Trump's like tr- Trump supporters uh, <laughs> tactics talking about his Twitter back when there. he first and they were like, we love seeing him smash celebrities on Twitter. Okay, where's the substance? Like, okay, you so you showed for so mess. We're comparing Gucci with Trump. That's Gucci, all you Gucci, no, is, but Gucci might be a coon artist. Exactly. Go ahead, Mary. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, well, first of all, Gucci is an Aquarius, and as an Aquarius myself, I expected nothing less than the pettiness that Gucci came with. Um, I mean, and let's be real, I think that we in the culture are desensitized to very real matters because somebody tried to kill him, (laughs) and he ended up, and it was believed to have been ordered by Jeezy, so... I don't. I don't think I would let that shit go either. I think I'm gonna bring that up every chance I get and let you. You know what I mean? But for the sake of the culture, I do think what Jeezy did was the right thing, and I give him mm-hmm. respect for that because if he fed into it, then where would we have been? I mean, I don't know about y'all, but at the end when everybody started walking real fast, like that skip running shit, I was like, are they <laughs> shooting or what? Like. <laughs> Um, that was weird. Also, I ain't seen no masks in that audience. So unless everybody had a bandit vest at the door, what was that? And then they all went to a damn uh, club afterwards and they performed together. So I don't know. The whole thing was weird for me. I felt very uninspired by the music. Uh, I can't lie. And to me, that was like the most uninspiring verses of them all. But yet it had record-breaking numbers, I read somewhere. It broke some numbers. Yeah. So, People like messiness and drama. Like so, obviously, that's what that proves. So hey, did they break? Did those numbers, those record-breaking numbers, came from them just listening to Jeezy? The record-breaking <laughs> numbers came because people are going to show up and look at a, a car crash. That's okay. All right. So can I? Can I go ahead? I got it. Um, 
the reason he keeps talking about it because it's making him relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he keeps bringing this shit up. I don't understand how you diss a man and and you battle and, and let's go perform together. What? <laughs> that's I'm sorry, man. That, just like y'all were talking about the whole Tory Lanez and, and, and Megan. I don't know, man. That's a little suspect. Like you hate each other, but you're gonna go perform together, and you like, come on. Yeah. Well, that's that on Tim like and Swiss, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's on Tim and Swiss, isn't it? I don't think prior that to they this, performed I don't right think, after. I don't, it? Think, I don't think neither one of them was up for the battle, right? I don't think I don't think Gucci was sleeping in his bed. Like, you know what? I think Gigi would be a great battle. I don't think they was thinking that. I think the opportunity well, was, was presented to, to them. Remember? It was supposed to be T.I. Yeah, but T.I. Gucci even said said during the battle, though, Jeezy brought it to him. So I don't think we can lay this one at the foot of Tim and Swiss. Yeah, Jeezy called. Jeezy made this call. I don't know. And then both of them miraculously had a mixtape or album come out right after that. Well, that's what... Well, the Gucci caught me off guard. Jeezy had already promoted. Yeah. I feel like the people that were part of Versus when it first began were doing it for the sport and to uplift people because... We were all locked down for real. And I think mm-hmm. now this last crop of people have really been, you know, I to guess, to quote Marquis, opportunistic, mm-hmm. <laughs> as he often says. So, yeah, I think that these people are in it for the clout and for getting those numbers back up. Yeah. Just I mean, an observation. No, definitely. And I, and I think that just, may be the second. Just like the next one that's about to follow up with it, right? What's, what, game in 50? Yeah, come on, man. So, I'm still gonna watch it though. I, so I, I gotta, I gotta admit something. So I don't, I don't know much of Gucci Mane's track, you know, track record or whatever. I don't know a lot about it. Burr, that's all you and need I, to know. I'm pretty I sure majority to... of the music that you heard, you was probably drunk already. <laughs> I don't drink wine that much. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, worst lyrical. I've ever, I don't, I didn't. I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? This is, sounds like nursery rhyme, <laughs> third grade. Battle rap, I, and the shit he was saying about women, I'm like, holy, you, you, y'all accept this? Like, y'all cool with this? <laughs> that was a big Gucci. Beat it to my dogs, like I treat her like a dog, beat her like a dog, and I beat her to my dog. Like, what the fuck are we cool with this? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't, I don't know. Um, that's that's how I felt about that. Yeah, that was just ugh, that was awkward for me. It's it's. Like, I was drinking wine, and that's my 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 concern is is now versus going to turn into this thing where we see rappers like the next year is just going to be rappers that used to be or artists that used to be with each other do verses together. So then you're going to see Fifty and Jada, like then Beanie and Jada, like uh, yeah. do it resurrect your career and then drop an album right after that. I can totally see uh. Fifty and Game doing this, especially because they're both stuntmen. Is what and then dropping a job? dropping a joint album. Oh together after God! This. <laughs> you just put that in the that air for the ages. What? Fifty and Ja Rule. Oh, that's never oh gonna happen. Because they, they oh actually legitimately hate each other. A lot of these rap beefs, I think it just be posturing. Those two in the same room, somebody's getting shot or stabbed. It's no way around it. Yeah. The the ultimate <laughs> was when he bought those tickets. And <laughs> the first five rows. Concert. Listen, oh and that's God. twenty years after the beef. Like that's that's just that, you can't live that down. You yeah, no, 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 yeah. Damn. So that's all I have to say about that. Fit <laughs> if this fifteen game one actually does happen, and you know, shout out Scarface has come out in this. 
Shout out to Scarface. I don't know if you guys saw his tweet or not, where he said he will not do a versus unless it's against somebody he hates. <laughs> mm. wow. That's crazy. This thing is taking on a whole new life now. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we used to speculate on where versus will go, and it's like, I don't know. I could see things going left in one of these. (laughs) Uh, That's what I'm saying. I swear, at the end of that one, I was like, why are they walking so fast? If it's 50 and Ja, I'm telling you, it's nothing's going to happen on stage while the cameras are rolling, but I guarantee you when they're leaving the venue, somebody is getting shot. It's not, there's not a way around it. Mm. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> and the more well, I, got, I don't know if this is positive or negative news. So Chappelle had a post, uh, well, uh, a conversation that went kind of viral in which he said that he is not getting paid any royalties for the Chappelle show streaming anywhere, which is fucking crazy. That your your the show is your name and you're not making any money off of it. Netflix yeah. has since pulled the Chappelle show from uh, their their uh, streaming service. I don't know if anyone else has pulled it, but what do you guys think? And we've had this conversation before lately, I think in the last couple of months about ownership. What does that say to ownership that one of the biggest shows in our culture ever and the guy who who's who's the front man of it is not making any money off of that show? And it's streaming numbers have to be huge. Marky, I'll come to you first on this. one. It's called slavery. Um, He said it. You're right. It's I'd say this, though, him to having that much power for Netflix to remove that shit. That's unheard of. Mm-hmm. That's unheard of. Um, this goes back to that conversation when Kyrie said the NBA should own their, the black people, they, they should have their own league. When 95% of the league is black. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we have to own our shit. It's fucked up, but that's that same slave mentality. We really don't know what power is until we actually have power. When I talked about Dr. Dre selling off beats, you gave away your power. We had something that could have stayed with us when they sold BET. You sold, you know what I'm saying? You're selling our shit off. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's, um, we don't understand the business. We aren't educated enough to own our masters. You know, when we, we go into the industry and then when we finally get educated, we're already fucked. We're has-beens. And again, he isn't. He found a way to, to have a 10 year gap, come back on top. Now he can own his shit and then be power as powerful as he is to get his shit moved off of Netflix. Yeah. That's that's real power. What he does with it after this, that's going to be interesting. Definitely definitely Mary. I mean, <clears throat> I mirror Marquis sentiments. I feel like this has been a problem that has run rampant in the culture in general um up until recently. I mean, so many biopics have been made about like TLC or even, you know, and WA, like all these people were people who you would think were successful and they were frontmen of successful brands. And yet at the end of the day, they were broke and had no stake in the very thing that they made popping. Um, so I think that we really are, and we've kind of said this or alluded to it. I think we're really going through an awakening as a culture these days. Um, so I'm actually really excited to see what kind of happens moving forward. I think there's going to be a shift of power. I think people are going to look deeper into these contracts and not just take the money that's being thrown at them. Um, and, you know, I'd love to see it. But in the meantime, I mean, listen, I'm pissed because I was really looking forward to binging the Chappelle show and didn't get around to doing it. But I support him and pay that man like I'll go without it. He deserves his money. Definitely. Shout out to Master P. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it does sound crazy seeing that, you know, 
not too long ago they were offering him fifty million to do another season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I I guess say you know let's go uh let's all go out go out and buy the DVD and then cash app cash app him. I love that idea. Yeah, that's actually a dope idea. Honestly, like that's we'll pay idea. him his. <laughs> That's it. That's it, it. It's it's just crazy. Dave Chappelle is a certified legend. <laughs> you see it, Mary. I see bro, it too. I'm on the phone. Please. I'm on the phone, bro. Or is that a homeless person? Nah, he 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 cool. He homeless, but he cool with me. He do this all the time. No, oh, okay. cool people though. Well then, <laughs> I feed, I you know I be feeding them and stuff like that. So, oh man. A certified legend in Dave Chappelle. <laughs> not, not. I mean, the fact that he has this much power still, this much after his show has been off the air. I mean, he, he's making money for Netflix with these specials. That's for goddamn sure for them to keep, uh, to keeping him on that contract that he's on. So, hopefully, this gets rectified uh, at the end of the day because the Chappelle show is got to be one of the most quotable things of a generation. Like, period. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Dylon, 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 All right, moving Word. to our last topic in this segment. Rumors are heating up that Dr. Dre has a new album coming out. Uh, uh, here we go with this yeah, shit. I know, right? Paige Kennedy, uh, who said uh, in a tweet that uh, Dr. Dre has some fire uh, coming, and hopefully that it that they that we get to hear it. This album's never seen the light of day, right? <laughs> that's fire that fire been burning for a long ass time that's a, hey that's an inferno like that shit my, and my thing is, is like once detox didn't come out and then he released compton when straight out of compton came out and that album came and went and nobody gave a fuck about it now for the love of money off there is my shit that stays in rotation around me but otherwise that album was utterly forgettable like are people st- is at this point is it just because they hear the name Compton? I mean, uh, Detox and just they they just associated that it's going to be great when he has released an album in the last five years and the shit was terrible. What do you guys think? Nah. I, honestly, your audience is what five ten years older. His name is not as relevant anymore. I mean, it's always going to be associated with beats with this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's known for production. I don't know. I don't. Who's gonna be number? He's not gonna be the feature. It's always gonna be guest appearances. So who else is gonna be on the album with? It's got to be a lot of Kendrick. It's got to be some, you know, yeah. some clips of Nipsey, some, you know, verses from him. That's the only way it's gonna be relevant. If they put those guest appearances on there and try to reunite, put Fifty and Game on a, on, a, on a track together or something like that. Other than that, nobody's gonna give a fuck. Does Does he need to? Does it need to be branded like a Nas Lost Tapes? Is that what this needs to be? Baylor, what do you think? No, I disagree. I actually think he can uh he can make a splash only if he taps into the same the same sound. And I, when I say sound, I'm, I I doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he has to allow other producers to take over, but to influence him to add things. So Nas last album, phenomenal. Bust the last album, phenomenal. You see where I'm going here? But you, so, you're also talking about people who actually can rap. Okay, so on his, he's never did the albums that he has dropped has never disappointed nobody on this planet. So I think he can go out and he can find. I think he has to have people tap in and go find other artists, not just a Kendrick Lamar, not just a Game or a Fifty. He might have to go get some of these young cats that's appealing to these younger art. I mean, these younger uh, kids. I can't hear no mumble rap with Dr. Dre on it. It doesn't I have to be mumble rap. 
he can go. I mean, I don't want I don't want to have to go down the laundry list of artists that we have, but I'm just saying not all of them are bad. You know what I mean? He might have to flip it somewhere. He might have to go get a logic. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Us, uh, uh, us, oh yeah, that is true. Uh, Vince Staples. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Just a, just a young, just a younger generation. Not all these young cats are bad. So then, so then, what's the point of the album? Then, are we listening just for the guest appearances, for the production? Like, it's not the 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 gravitas of Dr. Dre anymore. Well, so we can't. Li- we we technically we can't we can't <laughs> promote his last albums because. Times have changed, which means the content will have to change. Okay, so what happened with Compton then, Baylor? Compton is not detox. I don't expect. I didn't expect Compton to be detox. No, but I'm saying if 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 if, if why didn't that album hit, regardless of the name of it, if it was detox or not? This is an album that he hyped as he, this was it. This was it when that came out. He was inspired by by straight out of Compton. He wanted to get back in the studio and it dry, and this album dropped did 600,000 cop for a Dr. Dre album, bro. That might as well have done done two sales. Because it wasn't detox. That's like that's like you saying, "Ma, I need you to bring me some McDonald's back." And instead, and instead, is. exactly. We don't you, know. You can't say that. We, yeah, we don't know what detox is, bro. But the people want to see detox on. That's my point, though. Okay, but the so people, it's just a name. So if this if if Compton would have been called Detox and said, you think it would you think it would have sold? If he would have promoted it as it being Detox, you think it would have sold? Oh, you don't think you don't want to know how I feel about how dumb these people are these days. If you if he takes Compton off and put Detox on it, I'm pretty sure the sales go up at least the pre-sales. So then, why this? Why isn't this detox then? Why isn't what detox? The new, the new album that's coming out. Why isn't that detox? I don't even think this album is coming out. Not <laughs> so I don't know. But I mean, if it's for album sales, he'd be like, "Yeah, detox is coming soon." You I know think. What I, mean? I, I think at this point, I don't even think he's doing it for album sales. At this point, I think he he just want to put some shit out because we keep bothering him. Nobody. I don't know who's bothering him. <laughs> All right, y'all are gonna have to back up off of Baylor right now because <laughs> I don't. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand, like. I feel like he's personally defending Doctor. <laughs> and and the cool part about it, I don't even want to. It's just like, yo, people <laughs> want detox. They gonna still want it. Depending, I would say this, depending on the artist that he put on there. Okay. He should just play the cowboy. We can't we can't sit up there. We can't sit up there and and I guess we can if we hold if we're holding him to a higher standard, but we've been saying this since Jim Jones has come out with his last album. We were like, look, I just gotta I just gotta listen to see how it sounds. We said the same thing about Nas. We said the same thing about Buster. They came through, but at the same time, they tapped into a younger market or, or a younger That's sale. true. I they agree with also, that. That's the formula for the old heads to stay to kind of slide in there. I, I go. I go as far as saying this. I'm not even sure if he produced the whole album himself with no help. I'm not sure if all those tracks are going to hit because his sound might be dated. I got a question. I know we love the Buster album. How many? Of the younger generation was banging the Busta album. I don't know. They probably it, not a lot of them. It was not on my daughter's radar at all, and she's a new school hip hop head. So, so we but, was banging because we're nostalgic. Go ahead. Here is the thing, and, and this kind of proves the point Baylor's making. So, you, Marquis, you and I have had this conversation offline. There's a new artist who's from Staten Island, up and coming. His name is CJ. He has a song called Whoopty that's everywhere right now, at least on the East Coast. Um, and it's starting to chart on Billboard. And Bussa did a remix to Sar and threw CJ on it. And now that's all over Hot 97. And now my daughter is aware of it. 
So, yeah. <laughs> but again, Buster can carry that weight lyrically. I don't I don't know what Dr. Dre can do other than like I said, play the Cali road and just be like I mean the it just second depends one. on who he gets to write for him. Like, so you tell me nobody's going. If, if, if Dre said, Drake like, I, got, I got, I got fifteen, I got fifteen tracks that's open right now. Please send your. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure a lot of people going to want to be on that detox album. But he's he's, I yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But if he have they all these the artists that, if he have artists that that came out probably, you know, 2003 and under. I'm pretty sure the younger crowd is gonna be like, eh, detox what? I guess we'll see, man. I guess we'll yeah. see. Uh I just I can't I don't have high expectations. I don't think but I mean we're having this whole conversation and we're probably talked about it more than the length of the amount of time that we just talked about this album is more than the amount of music we'll listen to from this album. That's what I think. I concur, good doctor. I concur. <laughs> Let's go ahead. We're going to get into our first book. When we come back, we will be reviewing Megan Thee Stallion's album, Good News. We'll be right back after this. This is Ms. 100. And this is Lady T. And we are the, the Hood, Hood Geniuses, Geniuses Podcast. Podcast. Every Monday, we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod. And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age. So it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane. I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgeniuses.com pod at gmail.com thank you all right so we're back uh as i said we're here to review megan the stallion good news um who wants to take this one away first that this track was that this track was cold and it was corny first of all how dare she disrespect that sample well listen the one one of the few good things i was going to say about this album is that i actually appreciated the samples that she used on it and it kind of paid homage to like the legends of the 90s and i think she's one of the artists of today that actually does that like she acknowledges kind of who paved the way so i don't know i wasn't mad at, at the sample <laughs> okay okay and she told her truth on it. <clears throat> and I have to rep for the ladies. So I will not let y'all do this. <laughs> we're to the but yet y'all listen to the I will say listen, this. Well, I will say this. Her album was Lane's better album. than her album was better than Tory Lane's. Oh, that's true. That was an hard and, and, and she killing on TikTok, so that wasn't a hard stretch. This album yeah. was made for <laughs> I don't know for who hot girls, but that's it was thing. made for hot girls. You think so? Yeah, her her fan base, the hot girls, are this was what they were waiting for from her. That is a very respectable fan base too. I really like them. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I do like their fan base because they don't they don't attack you or anything like that. They, they, they are, they are not a game. toxic fan base at all. I will say that they're right, too busy right, having right. fun. But listen, <laughs> listen. This album was made for the pastel weave wearers. That's all I can say. Like that's, that's, oh, that's wow. That's it. <laughs> Period. If you're not wearing pastel sew-ins, 
don't even bother listening to this album because it's not going to resonate with you. I agree. I'll agree with that. I got a, I got a question. <clears throat> so, and maybe it's just me, but when it comes to diss tracks, lyrics don't matter as much anymore, right? And the reason I say that is I remember when, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was him? Who was Eminem battling? MJ, MGK, right? Mm-hmm. Remember MGK or Machine Gun Kelly's diss track to him? Yeah. To Eminem, mm-hmm. and then Eminem came out with Kill Shot, <clears throat> and I was like, "This, this is like bringing a machine gun to cannon fodder." Like Eminem, oh my god! But people thought that MGK won. That so, Eminem Kill Shot was a fucking amazing district. Had had to give you a career to destroy it. Like, come on. So again, but people thought that MGK won. So I, my understanding, I'm like, lyrics don't matter anymore. I is, think it's a generation though. When it comes to diss tracks now. I think the, I think it's a generation because Eminem is more closer to our side. You know what I mean? But lyrically, that was murder. That was um, that was manslaughter. I mean, I swear to you, it felt like Eminem said, "You know what? I'm gonna do my Ja Rule Benzino. I'm gonna conjure it all up." I think Eminem I'm said, "It only it only could be one of us." <laughs> That's what he said. But I don't think Mac is bad lyrically. I know she's not like up to the standards no, of. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that that diss track was more, I guess, like you said, her truth. I, I, lyrically, I'm like, I didn't hear anything. Sheether. Sheether was an onslaught. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That was, a, that yeah. was an onslaught. Oh, yeah. But again, that was look at the age disparity there, too. Lyrics don't matter anymore, is what we're saying. That's what, listen, but the thing is, is that Megan can rap. Like, like, let's just be real. When she tries, Megan can rap. And I think the, the worst thing that happened to Megan is... For me, and the way that I consume music was for her to get on the hot. That hot girl summer completely changed Megan's trajectory because now she knew what she need. She could make the same song and it'd be a hit every single time. If you look at the way that she was, she was trending before that. It it was she had bars. I'm not saying that everything was fucking amazing lyrically, but that That's got take. that got thrown completely to the left once she started. Getting that that once that hot girl summer shit hit, it was over for that lyricist. So you saying you saying the hot girl summer placed her in the box? She placed well, herself in the box though. I feel like she switched her style up, and if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. I mean, because okay. now she's commercial. Now she's That's mainstream. Yeah. That's interesting. So then it's no longer hip hop. So quick question: Is that an album you want your daughter listening to? No, but she definitely is. <laughs> Hey, 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 but look, it ain't too many albums that she's going to be able to listen to. I mean, listen, they love Meg. My daughter's generation is, but I mean, again, it's very, it's like a sexual liberation revolution going on. And I think we've kind of had conversations that dance around this. But I mean, if you look at the class of female artists out there, there's good and bad about it, right? Like the good is that there are more than two, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which back in our day, if you really think about it, it was like Kim, Foxy, Later E, right? Like you know what I'm saying? It was never like more than two at once. Like now, there's a whole class of them, and they actually are bigging each other up, appreciating each other, owning their sexuality. Maybe a little too much for our liking because we're parents, but you know, it's it's a new day with that. So I'm, I think Meg's album was good for who she is and who her audience is. To be honest with you. Okay. It's just not our cup of tea. At, th- at this point, at this point, I mean, our kids will only be able to listen to Rock Kim and Public Enemy. 
<laughs> Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cole, so yeah, the, those are non-toxic rappers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll are there any one. female non-toxic rappers? Rhapsody. I'm gonna be the feminist in here. Rhapsody. Rhapsody. And Shay Noor. Oh, no name. Hard. Hey, when when Hayes told me, oh my God. Oh yeah, Marky, yeah. you weren't here then. I had to put them on Shea Noir, that Shea Noir and Apollo Brown album. Amazing. She dangerous. Oh my lord. But they're not household names. But are they are they not household names because they don't do the type of shit Megan the Stallion does? And you That's said exactly it. Exactly why. Take your money. Mm-hmm. But then what are we promoting? Are we doing it for the culture? But that's is that thing. what we should and, be doing for the know, culture. And this, this is this is this is a great conversation. Maybe this is something we need to de- delve into on a on a, a topic specifically on this. We say the culture, right? And I know what we mean because we're all within kind of the same general. We're all within ten years of each other, so we're all in that same area. But the culture is multiple. Th- like the culture is still. We got to realize that my son's fourteen. That group is still part of the culture. It's way different than what we speak about when we talk about the culture, but it is still the culture. Now, we can have conversations all day if we agree with where it's going or not, but I guarantee you our parents were saying the same thing coming from Rakim to fucking Juvenile and back that ass up. So, like, it it's it happens. I mean, my the, mom was that. backing that ass up, but she would be part of the pastel weave wearing crew. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. <laughs> but then the thing about the generation I was listening to Stevie Wonder and that's timeless and Bob Dylan, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's not fair. Like I understand that, I respect that our generation or the generation above us is listen looking at us, you know, listening to fuck the police and everything. But look where it came from. Our generation or that generation before us should know why that song came out, fuck the police. Mm-hmm. And that should resonate because there's a message there. When it comes to, you know, fuck that bitch and I'm you know, don't come to my hood, I'm gonna put my dick in your throat. I mean, yeah, when you, what? you see what I'm saying? Like, that's a different conversation. Who's saying that? Hey, yeah, hey, 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 so look, first of all, I need your playlist. Gucci second man. of all, <laughs> second of all, do you think it's a negative thing that we don't we don't have a cap on our criteria when it comes to the culture? I mean, who? who I, okay, when that, that phrase, the culture, it's not a negative or positive thing. We're doing it for the culture. Are we supporting black people for the culture, no matter if it's negative or positive? Like, how are we approaching that? So, you know what? I got to watch this movie because I got to watch Get Out because I'm I'm doing it for the culture. Should we love Get Out? You see what I'm saying? Like, eh. That's well, a, I don't know. That's so why I actually... Use I... excuses. Okay, so so for instance, um, what's the show? Uh, Blackish. Mm-hmm. Are you going to watch that for the culture? Because, honestly, he hasn't grown. With nine seasons in, he's the same person making the same mistakes. What part of the culture are we promoting right now? This is This is, there's no growth there. My thing, if we're going to do something for the culture, it needs to progress us. That's what I feel. But Well, do you feel like the hip-hop of our day, which I hate talking like this, guys, but anyway, was that progressing us? No. Not always. No. I agree with you. But it was expressing us. Mm. Okay. Tupac was talking revolutionary, Chuck D. That's progressing us. That's opening your eyes to, like, common. This is what the problem is. But when it comes to time to switch up, smack my bitch up, uh, nah, that's not really pushing us forward. Well, that's why I said, is there a cap on it? We don't put a cap on it because you, we could, and, and Pac is in my top five. But Pac was also on the other side of rap too. 
Yeah. See, my thing is getting back to like the women conversation though. It's like one thing that I like personally about Meg, especially as the mother of a teenage girl who is definitely rocking out to her shit. She, she, I mean, she, to quote her, she's a college girl, but a freak on the weekends. Like she stretches at stresses education. She's on track to graduate in 2021. Like I saw a recent interview with her where she was like, it was really important to her to complete her education. She actually speaks eloquently like, but it wasn't on Hot 97, though. It was on GQ or something like that, right? It was in a white publication, not a black publication. Oh, I did I did get the other side of that argument, too. Well, I don't know about all that, but the point is, I don't think that she's completely, like, a negative influence. I just think she's reflecting what the culture is for her age group now. But what's being promoted? What's being publicized? Is it the education or is it the sexual, the, what she does on the weekend? Well, both. What she does during the week. Yes, you don't see that. I think that I think she, both is being publicized. I see more of the sexual than education. But that's because you're a man, and you're you're not really her target. You know what I mean? So, so the first thing you think of when you think of Megan is when the first thing you think of when you think of Megan, you think of her degree, or do you think of her sexuality? I mean, I, I, guess. I think I think it's the fact that she is going to graduate, but she also has some strong ass kneecaps. That's what I think of. She does, actually. Her twerking skills definitely come to mind <laughs> first. The fact but, that she's able yes, to still important. do what she did on two shot feet. Let's just go After ahead and do it. being shot, yeah. for real. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. But I also think about her op-ed that she wrote in. Cut Hayes mic off. You said cut my mic off and look, Mary froze. I didn't do it. I promise. Mary, you froze. You know what, Hayes? I'm not even. But no, I also think of the op-ed that she wrote in the New York Times. Like, true. true. I feel like she she definitely has been inserting herself into the political conversations and, you know, speaking up for Breonna Taylor and black women. This is what I want to present. Is Megan a cautionary tale, though? Because you can be intelligent. You can be trying to push forward the culture and have conversations about politics and you can do all that, and still 90% of America only gives a fuck about you shaking your ass. Mm. Well, that's a sad reality to being a woman, not even just a black woman. So, LeBron James, shut up and dribble. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not the same. Sexism isn't the same. But I, I'm equally appalled at that as well. Do what you're good at. Don't think about you. Don't use your right. Mind. But Do then assuming that what what women it, what a woman is good at is sex is you know what I mean. Like that's a whole other category. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, this conversation with places that I didn't expect, but I love it. <laughs> All right. Anything left on Megan? Uh, overall ratings on Megan's album. What are we giving it? Trash bags wise. Yeah, trash bags. Oh, wise. Ooh, why you go there with the trash bag? We could have just gave it a letter grade. We went back. I mean, that's our rating system. Is trash bags, y'all. <laughs> so, so I gotta say this. Uh-huh. Some of the songs lyrically, she does have a flow. I gotta give it to her. Yeah. But the overall Thank album, you. I'm sorry. Mm. All right. Well, what about the features? How do you guys feel about that? I didn't no? care for the features. I was excited to see SZA again. Always excited to see I did, but I did, but I just didn't like that particular track. You didn't like the Adina Howard sample? <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't say I didn't like the sample. <laughs> that. I mean, the Big Sean joint was interesting, too. Big Sean and, uh, that was Big Sean and Two who else was on there? Two Chains, yeah. Two Chains, yeah. Listen, this I, I only, just, she should just buy herself. The City Girls joint that I don't even want to see the video for. No, no. I can already <laughs> tell you, but, but, <laughs> I know. 
body yaddy 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 is about to be out of here on TikTok. I mean, man, she boy, let me tell you. <laughs> but I think and it's one of those. Talk about Taraji P Henson being in that video. Listen, and she's fifty, so I was yeah, really yeah. like, okay, I don't know where she pulled Black China out from. Do, but do y'all, can let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all think Megan could be heading down that? That um, damn, I can't think of her name right now. I can't think of her name. Wow, Barbie. Edible, edible cake. Nicki Minaj. You think she be she could be going down that road, where eventually we'll be getting tired of like we got tired of uh, Nicki Minaj talking about. Wait, 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 you're getting into our last yeah. topic, so let's not. Okay, okay. Yeah, but not. wait, let's be real. I don't think we got tired of Nicki Minaj because of her skill. I think we got tired of Nicki Minaj because she was so damn messy. At the end, it was like she turned into like a hater, and I love her. I, I yeah, I would be a Barbie if anything else, but. I think, and I don't see that at all with Meg The Stallion. Once again, Aquarius energy, by the way. But she, to me, is kind of unifying a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about having similar. She doesn't have similar antics uh, than um, Nicki Minaj. I'm talking about as far as the content. Right. Mm. Um. I think that everyone's. Who's not spitting about what she's spitting about? That's oh, the problem. So but that's like, that. that it, the therein brand. lies the problem: is that she has more skill than most of the people who are talking. Like, compare Megan's skill lyrically as a structural rapper to City Girls, and she is miles above them. So For why sure. are you why are you dumbing your skill level? Like she sh- it should she has the skill where she should be able to live in both worlds. She should be able to merge. Kind of like what Kendrick does. I'm not saying at that level, but similar. She should be able to merge commercial hits with still having a message and being able to rap, and she's not doing that. You're saying well, she has she has the skills to tap into both markets. Absolutely. Right. And you know what? Maybe she will. This is her debut album, and she kind of has to give the people what they're expecting of her. But she can branch out next, I think. I could see it happening. It's not about giving you what you want. It should be giving you what you need. No, when you're trying to make money, it's not all about. She was making money before the first album, though. I mean, off of features and singles that went TikTok. Kendrick did it. Kendrick did it. I mean, listen, I don't know. This is still a business, and you're and you as an artist are still a brand. You can't go completely off brand. So that's who's your whole fan base, and she like they're organized. This is going to be her audience from here on out. This is what they're going to expect of her, and I think that's what you were going with, Hayes. This is exactly what we're going to be expecting of her. That's it. Dance, monkey, dance. Yeah. But she, that's who, like, she likes to do that. I don't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what she does. And that's what this young generation does. She is a reflection of her peers. There you go. (laughs) If y'all start talking to your kids, you will know. (laughs) I mean, for real. My daughter listens to Rakim, so. (laughs) Yeah, I. No, I'm dead. No, I'm dead serious. My daughter had a whole diatribe, I guess if that's the right word, on why how Rakim is more influential in the Kendrick's music than people think. And I was just blew, blew my fucking mind. I need well, to see he's that. Your daughter. I need that. <laughs> yeah. So. I need that. <laughs> Literally, me and her were sitting there having this conversation. She's like, you can see where Kendrick was inspired by Rakim in this lyric here, in this song here. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? So, yeah. So she doesn't listen to any of these artists at all. Of like the baby these, is really know. all she is all she listens to as far as like that 
type of music, but she, my daughter, my daughter is all about lyricism, like, and it surprises yeah. me. And she listens to records, the baby. And stuff, so. the ba- you want to talk about a run-on sentence? I was about to say, um, the baby is a- <laughs> has his moments too. Actually, the joint with Meg The Stallion, yeah, on the, her album was a was very raunchy. I was like, uh, we're turning this off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move out of this Megan The Stallion album. Let's get into our next topic. Uh, for life returned and uh marry me you and baylor we talked about the series and what it meant i think we talked about the finale we had a review of it uh the first episode i think there's an episode on tonight uh as of this recording maybe it's tomorrow but first episode premiered um what you guys think about it man i mean so much happened and i don't um have we all watched it baylor as you can see, I don't know. I know. I saw you on. look away, so then I felt like mm. maybe I should shut up. No, no, go. You know, you know how he doesn't we get care down. about spoilers. You know yeah. how we get down. Okay. Well, long story short, I feel like the whole trajectory of this show is about to change. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is a major spoiler alert, Baylor, so you might want to earmuffs. But yeah, basically, he's successful in getting out. Yeah. And now it looks like the format of the show is going to turn into like a situational. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a different case every week kind of thing. So I'm curious to see how that goes over. I mean, listen, it was a phenomenal start. And even though you kind of knew he was going to get out, it still was dope the way they made it unfold. Um, I mean, his dude, like for a second, I thought his dude flipped on him. Yeah. When they uh, came to jump him in the, (laughs) I was like, yo, did he just set him up? But it was clever. I also want to see him work with the warden. Like, I want to see that happen because she's unemployed now and shit. So, I don't know. I'm happy the sleazy politician's gone. Yeah. I just told you everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, overall, I like I, I thoroughly enjoyed the premiere. Marquis, what about you? <laughs> Marquis did not watch. You didn't premiere. watch it. All right, no worries. Uh, I think I think we should talk about this, Marquis. Oh boy, I'm putting you in the hot spot. So here's the deal, right? And Marquis and I have had a lengthy conversation about this, but he doesn't seem to appreciate 50s shows programming. Now, okay, go ahead. So he he basically watched one episode of For Life only. Oh wow! And right, and then Power was not his cup of tea either. That's why you're over there looking guilty. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not looking guilty at all. I'm looking at line. But I think it's like, Let's I'm go. bringing it up not to put him on blast, maybe a little. But I do think it's kind of worth exploring, like, why that is. <laughs> so, after reflecting on that, I also realized I like to binge things. So, when I did with there Snowfall, we go. when I did with Snowfall, Atlanta was different. Atlanta was a must-see. The first time I watched it, I was like, I need to know where this is going. So, I watched every episode when it came. Um, I know when I when I saw um, Insecure, I went through that first season, but then I kind of let it, after it started letting me down, I started letting it pile up so I can binge it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more, and, and what's the other show? Um, All-American. I binged it. You know what I mean? I'd rather just watch wow. shows. Um, the problem with Power for me, I watch it, and I usually give it three episodes. I have to get used to the formula, their style. First three episodes of um, Power, I, I couldn't get into it. So, you know, Mary basically loved it. And she's like, you got to see at least the last season. So I started watching the last season. I realized what I didn't like about it. It felt like a hip-hop novella. And it, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I'm going to give it a chance because, because like I said, it first starts off 
as if it's a music video because the dramatic scenes, there's a soundtrack playing behind it. Everything happens so fast. This girl gets shot. They move on to the next scene. He's in a hospital. They're talking. It's like, there's so much going on rapidly. I'm like, holy shit. What's why? Like, why am I watching a music video when someone just got shot? Like it, it was a lot. And then it's the attorney you can't trust the attorney. Then it's the, everyone's out for it. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I gotta see exactly where this is going and why this is so important. And if you want to say it's for the culture, then so be it. But I don't love it. But I'm going to give it a chance because it's for the culture. <laughs> no, I kind of understand you when it comes to the whole binge thing. I like that as well. Keep, keeping up week to week, depending on what it is. I'm with you. Atlanta, I had to watch that every week. I had to. Uh, but I'm I'm the same with that with Power as well. But, no, I, lo- I think I like to binge more than I like to go week for week. Um just because, not just scheduling-wise, but I just like to, you know, as soon as the episode is over, let's get into the next one. Let's get into yeah. the next one, especially if it's a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. I hate cliffhangers, and you're good for that, Mary. You're always good for cliffhangers. You leave me on the phone, and guess what happened? What? Who died? What happened? Five hours later. So this happened. Oh, yeah. So no, I hate cliffhangers. Yeah, I didn't used to do it intentionally, but now I find it to be amusing. Anyway. That's your calling card. I mean, listen, maybe you guys low-key suffer from anxiety, so that's why you want to <laughs> binge everything. I get it. I mean, because I have anxiety, too. But Did you try to diagnose this? I mean... Interesting. Yeah. Dr. Mary, okay. Yeah, so I don't know, but I feel like... I just feel like I don't... Under, the common denominator to me is that both of these are 50 shows and you just can't get past the first episode. Again, I'm going to give for life a chance because I appreciate that it's a real story. A black man coming from prison, becoming an attorney. That's some powerful shit. So I am going to give that a chance. Power is a completely different thing. That's a completely different animal. It's a hood novella. That's all it is to me. Mm. And it has well, nothing to do with 50. And what's wrong no, with that? I don't know. I, I have, you know how many shows there are to watch right now? Like, you know how many shows there are? Like, you know, I do want to see what's that Queens Gambit. I haven't mm. seen that yet myself. That's so. heard that is good. So, yeah. yeah, so like things like that's a limited series. So I can do I can binge that seven See, episodes. My thing is I like to so I've done this with Snowfall. I did this with Power. I did this with a lot of shows I do it with like I'll I want to binge the first season. Then if you can hook me, then I'm cool watching. Like I watched Snowfall after the whole first season aired. I was like that with my favorite show of all time is Breaking Bad. And I was like that with Breaking Bad too. So I think that's my that's my way of like getting past the lows of the of a first season but then i'm all for every week but you know for life is great i love it i, okay. I think so too yeah. let me ask you a question what do you guys think of watchmen watchmen mm. we, we reviewed Watchmen. yeah, yeah. yeah it was dope to me that was flawless that yeah. was flawless you see what i'm saying so yeah but you I can't compare to that <laughs> it's like a whole different you know it's it's not type a, of show my i know but my point is those are the type of shows that i'm into like even though it's sci-fi, the the progression and, and the diving into with the test, you know what happened in um, on my Black Wall Street, I, we've never seen that before. You see what I'm saying? Like that shit, I appreciate. That I want to see. Um, when it comes to for life, I'm gonna watch that because I know it's based on a true story. But I do want to binge the first season before I do that. Like you know, it's just like hey, say that. I need to I need to dive my like dive into it. Okay. But well, time out. So hey, I have nothing to do with fifty. Do you do you think that um, that I forget her name now in the show Joy Bryant's character and like do you think they're gonna rekindle their marriage now that he's out? 
I don't know. Like, I hate Joy Bryant's acting. So, really? She just, Joy Bryant, her acting to me, it comes off like, like it's always like it's her first acting job. Okay. That, that's how it comes wow. off. I feel like if you see her in, if you remember her from like, what was that? Honey or whatever that, that movie with Jessica Alba was. Yeah. Like she has gotten better. You're right. She's gotten better from there. So I didn't yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, I mean, <laughs> do I think they're gonna get back together? That was terrible. I, I, I think, was. I think so. I think so. I think that's the I way. don't think she's terrible in this. She's surround so what I will say, the thing that hurts her in this is that she's surrounded by so many other people who are giving powerful performances and she's just not up to that level. Mm. Well, what do you think of dude? Because that was Marquis' other issue. Which I think that's why he didn't like the first episode. No, okay. You, the main you're, character? You're trying to put me on blast. So here's the thing. He was in a show well, called... Hold on. He was in a show called Counterpart. And he's a British actor. And usually British actors study American actors so they can play an American role. And it seems like he developed a lot of Denzel's mannerisms. And I don't get Denzel at all off of him in this show. But... I'm trying to... Th- I, don't, I don't think I feel Denzel either. I think he's a great actor. I like, and I've seen him in another show called Criminal on Netflix, where he's actually an investigator, and he's great, and he actually talks in his accent there. He's amazing. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, you don't, you don't like him as an actor? No, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. I said he. You, I see inflections of Denzel in that character as an American. That's what mm. I said. I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just said I noticed that the character. You see, I have to go back and look. And I don't it. think so at all. I don't that particular character. I think. Usually, like um, Snowfall, um, what's the other one? Um, uh, 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 All American. They study specific characters so they can develop this American um, accent, personality, mannerisms. And I think he chose Denzel to study to do this particular role. Mm. That's what it felt like. That's I mean, Denzel is so much more proclaimed in his I'm acting, not, and I feel I'm like dude saying, is is actually kind of shaky. You know I'm what not I mean? saying he's no. I'm talking about certain mannerisms, the way he's. I know that's what I'm saying. Are, certain hand gestures, the way he stands, his posture, feels a lot like Denzel to me. Well, what like I will say, what I will say is that he's not Bronx, and that's what he's supposed to be. Mm. <laughs> and anyone who's from Bronx. New York or New Jersey he's would know. Not Bronx. Yeah, like there's no Bronx accent whatsoever there. But I still think he's killing it. And okay. like I said, I'm just curious. I think this show though is about to change drastically and now i'm i'm a little scared for what yeah, that, that would be a complete tonal shift where it seems like they're gonna go it's like it's gonna switch from this drama that it was last year to almost like law and order yes that's mm-hmm. what i feel like it's and, and, about I, and i feel like if it does switch to that this show is only gonna get about two 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 more maybe maybe three more seasons before it just it burns the fuck out because there's so mm. many procedurals like that on TV that the thing that yeah. made this unique was the fact that he was in jail and the the story that they were telling with him trying to get I honestly and this is the thing that I have a problem with a lot of shows in general some shows should only be season long shows maybe two and get the fuck out so like um Breaking Bad flawless five oh, yeah. seasons they did their seasons they got the hell out of mattered. it mattered yeah mm-hmm. so Dexter should have followed suit and it's coming back another story 
Yeah, my bad. I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah, that's trauma. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into our last break. When we come back, we're gonna finish off the show. We'll be right back after this. Yo, this your boy Flo Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real, brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if no. you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. It makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You did. Chill. All right. So it was the 10-year anniversary a couple days ago of Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday. And so I wanted to talk about it. But I want to talk about it from this this perception or this perspective. Um, was this the most important album for female or women's rap of this generation? Anyone who want to take that first? I can take it first if, you, if, if, no, if everybody needs to get their thoughts together. Because I say yes. And I say yes because it made a female rap rapper again respectable for her ability to spit. And that was her the whole her original rise was that. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about where her career ended up going, but I think it it, it put new eyes on what women are or put respect back in for women's ability to just not be sex objects, but to actually be able to rap rap. What do you guys think? Who else was who what other female rappers were relevant around then? Nobody. Nobody. So I, Remy I mean, had Remy, went away Remy and he was, was done. Spitting. She was gone. I mean, I think you had nothing. If you had no one else to listen to, and she had an opportunity to shine, there you go. Mm. Okay, Mary. Yeah, it's gonna be a no for me, dog. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I totally like. It was a dope album. I mean, there's tracks off of that album that I still bump. The harder ones, not necessarily the commercial ones, because that so that was another kind of example of like a female artist going kind of more into the mainstream land, in my opinion. Um, But she had that success. I remember she had told the story of how Starships was like her playing around and she didn't even mean to really put it on the album. But then it got out there and it was wildly successful. So she kind of had to, you know, go with it. Um. What? Go ahead, Marquis. I see you trying. You to... know what? Because it's interesting. This was almost borderline Rihanna, um, Bay. This was like a crossover album. This but they're like not Rhea. right. It was almost like that that Outcast album where they, she crossed that alternative gap. Yeah. So it was more mainstream. It was more of a mainstream album. So I, I can see how this was a. This wasn't even considered a hip hop album. Actually, yeah. this was one of those albums yeah. that you would appreciate for as a reference in time, where these songs have crossed all different layers of, 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 of genres. So hip hop, yeah. no, but overall. So this again, was like a pop hop beautiful dark. Album. I can't say it's like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or that, that um, love um, the love below kind of album or the Nars Barkley mm. where it crossed different genres. So I can yeah. see how that could be a groundbreaking album that probably is what was one of the most important or how do we, how do we phrase it? Dave? 
the the most uh, important album of that time for hip hop I put the most important album, yeah, for for female rap of of that generation specific of, the, of this, a generation. This was this was well, the there was no one else. Lauren Hill yeah. for that genre for mm. that generation. It crossed boundaries. It was lyrically on point. Um, it still had its its sexual um 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 discovery. Um, but it also had its growth, maturity, and the the songwriting was actually pretty pretty brilliant. Like the choruses carried and it crossed, so I, I can see that. But I wouldn't put I wouldn't I wouldn't box it in and say as far as hip hop. I yeah. think that it's a generational album, album. a pivotal album, album. Period. Yeah. Okay. Uh, overall, yeah, I would say that. I agree with that, especially in the realm of like females who can spit. Because I def I think what really got her that recognition was her feature on Monster. I think yeah, that's what dudes yeah. started to take notice and were like, wait a minute, like really? she just murdered that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they, after, that. after after that, after that, we started putting her in the category with the males. Yeah. Most dudes I know. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was and me. That, and that, and that's that. why that's why that's why I can agree on both sides saying yes and no, because she was the only she didn't have any competition as far as a woman. But she was still respected by her males. By the by the male. Yeah, she was she was on that category of greatest rapper at the time. Like she was on that par with Lil Wayne. Like she was right there. I remember that. But I, I remember her lyrically before that album, though. So I knew I was always I, I did respect her for her lyricism before that album. Yeah, and Monster came out after this album, so it did. Yeah, I, that's right, it did. Yeah. I think that's that was her her lyrical ability awakening. Okay. Again, mixtapes, she was killing her. Yeah, mixtapes for sure, but this not everyone that. was up on that. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair, yeah, fair, yeah. I, fair. Think, I think Mary, Mary's you're saying from a from a, a widespread standpoint. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So, the, so you, y'all want to bring Megan back into this? Because I feel like if she <laughs> went, if if she went uh, her route, then we might be talking about Megan in a different light. Well, see, and that's what say. I mean by yeah, it's definitely influential because I think without this album. Well, it's it's a lot to say that they would have never came about, but you can see a direct path of how this carved a path for Cardi B, for Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Again, I would give that to Lauren Hill before I do that. No, if it wasn't for Lauren but Hill, there's too big of a gap. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that the generation that loved like the Barb's. I don't think that Lauren, that Lauren Hill is is no. registers for them like that. Okay, I got you. Okay, yeah. Here. I I think it's the barbs, the hot girls are the barbs of this next generation. Mm. Yeah. I mean less vicious, of course, but <laughs> Yeah, they were oh my god. Yeah. We gotta or go Cardi's down that we got we gotta go down that list. Does Cardi's fans have a have a name? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know. Crazy. If I knew that would say a lot, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Uh, the Cardigans. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that was a mom joke to end the show. I think we're done there with we that one. Um, <laughs> uh, man, uh, go ahead. Give them your social media. Uh, tell them where they can find you. Any part words. Let's get the hell up out of here. Marry you first. <laughs> I'm really mad at myself for that one. Um, at Miss Mary El Monte on all social platforms. And for more of those mom jokes, I'm at Young Urban Moms all day. <laughs> Baylor. 
at Bailey the Great on all social media platforms. BTG for President, Open Run with BTG, part of the Rare Science Network. And people, make sure your macaroni touches the yams, okay? Word. <laughs> I'd vote for you for president. <laughs> I appreciate that. By the way, did y'all see those pictures, that picture Jill Scott dropped today? Yo, for real. I did, she but looks I'm about amazing. to go. I mean, she put J-Lo's naked picture to shame, but I ain't going to go there. Man, listen. <laughs> that may be my background on my phone for, for the next foreseeable future. But I'm sorry, Marquis, go ahead and give me your social media. Man, I just want to give her a hug. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I... This is getting curvy. <laughs> <laughs> Brown really wanna yeah, at Keezus, Q-U-I-Z-U-S, and Grand Band on Twitter. That's me. But don't follow me, trust me. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Burks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Burks Radio at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to happen to send us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And this week, we out. Peace. Happy Thanksgiving, bitches. Oh, shit. My baby. Her friends and her mom hate me. Go. Lay down on the bed, do the cry, baby. Mm. She ain't gave me none of puss in a while. She had the boy wait, now I don't mind waiting. Oh, you ain't gonna respond to my text. Oh, yeah. Want me keep all my diamonds with sex? What's your name? Keisha. Key. Jazz. Jazz. Kiera. Megan. Go. Lisa. Ashley. Ash. Sierra. Sarah. She got her hands on her knees with her ass in the air. Who that little bitch a player? If her friends ain't around to record it, she been over, shake that little ass in the mirror. Like, I am. What a nigga gotta do for your number? Shorty came through with that hair so good, I said, fuck it, I ain't using no rubber. Way she made that ass bounce, think I love her. Got that ass in that mouth from my mother. Type to make your bay mad, you in-